0: Welcome to the Millennium Counseling Center podcast, where hope is yours, it's time to soar. I'm your host, Oren Madison. It's time to rise above and celebrate healing, hope, and recovery with the Millennium Counseling Center team.
1: Special thanks to Kaz Source, who helps us with the production of our podcast. If anybody needs any help or looking into podcasts, please reach out to Kaz Source at kazcontent.com.
0: Welcome to Millennium Counseling Center's podcast. I am Devona Aline, and I'm here with Alex Burles. We're clinicians at Millennium, and we are starting a new group related to clinicians helping themselves.
1: Yes, our group will focus on a lot of awareness and how to gain a wider perspective about our experiences that relate to our inner world. As therapists we need therapy as well and we can forget that and we can also forget that we're human too and i think that's so important to remember that even with our professional background we also face many challenges just as many fears as those we are helping especially in our time today with uncertainties and much more and it can be difficult to to separate our personal life from our work life. So how do we start taking care of ourselves?
0: Joining a community together, like we're doing what we're wanting our clients to do, to build connection, to maintain social support. And I think a group like this, Alex, is really timely because, I mean, there are a lot of stories that have come out since last March that the next crisis of the pandemic is going to be a mental health crisis. I don't think it's a next. It's kind of a right now. I've even noticed in myself that we're working harder, we're resting less, and it can be really hard. And a group brings together clinicians and takes away that intimidation of, oh, I've got to find an individual therapist, or I've got to find somebody, or I've got to do something to take care of myself. And this group, this helping ourselves group creates a container for us to really process. But to your point that you made, when we were talking about this offline, to really become aware physically of how we're being affected. And when I think of that, I'm like really grateful that you're a part of Millennium because you have this expertise in yoga and meditation and breathing. Um, Would you like to say more about that?
1: Sure. So um, I, to everyone who doesn't know me, I am the uh, clinician intern at Millennium Counseling. I've been here for about a year and I have brought on my expertise in yoga and various meditative practices in a lot of my sessions and group therapy as well. Um, I became a yoga teacher about a year ago where my purpose to join was to decrease my anxiety and to understand my anxiety more um, as it's something that's part of my daily life as well. And I joined this yoga therapy group or we can call it a community who had such a passion for yoga, but I realized very quickly that they also were dealing with many, many struggles, mental health issues. And we all came together and we were able to support each other on that. And we use yoga as a great outlet as you, we could call it um, to understand more about our bodies and gain awareness about that. So, with gaining more perspective on yoga and the meditation or meditative practices, I wanted to incorporate yoga and meditative practices into my therapy sessions, which have been a huge success. And so for me doing yoga and meditation on a week-to-week basis, I've increased my own insight and understanding into the roots of my difficulties, and it's enhanced my self-worth and self-efficacy. So putting that into the sessions, I've noticed through progress, the amount of awareness that my clients are now gaining. And, you know, I I like to create a more holistic healing process for them through the teaching of mindfulness and improving their connectedness and awareness to their internal experiences. And that's one of the main reasons why we're bringing this group together is let's check in and see where everyone is at in the present moment. What is your internal experience and what has that been like for you? How has that been like working in the professional world? And how can you incorporate more self-care practices for yourself as this has been such a difficult time to really make that part of our norm?
0: Yeah, and we've said a lot, you know, we say it publicly, oh, it's a difficult time, difficult time for everybody, including therapists, but I feel like as clinicians, we just watch it burn, and there's not a lot of attention collectively to think about, okay, how do we stop this burn, this burn, I call it vicarious trauma, Um, there's research that documents that, so it's not something I made up, Mm -hmm. but I think our awareness of vicarious trauma has to be increased and sharpened, especially in this time. And yeah, in order to do that, we might need to see ourselves in another person, in another therapist, so that then we can collectively, as you said, find ways to manage it. We notice it, and then now what do we do? What is our self-care as a result of that? Right. And we'd love to
1: learn about your self-care practices, what has been your go-to routine. Um, And I think joining this group would be a great way to learn about not only what your experience is like, but what other people's experiences have been like.
0: Right. What works and what doesn't work. And what is the difference between, um, as I bring it up in my trainings, Is it self-care or not, right? Is it a car wash or is it getting your oil changed? Does it make you look good on the outside like a pedicure? Or does it actually re-energize you and refresh you to live, work, and love another day?
1: Right. I feel like it could be both. Why not look good and feel good internally and externally?
0: Absolutely. But the challenge is that people say, oh, I got a pedicure. I had a spa day and I'm still tired. Like. I look great. That felt good in the moment, but is it really sustaining you? Um, I've been uh, doing vicarious trauma and self-care trainings probably for the last four years or so, and it's been really important to make this distinction because you know we're hard on ourselves as clinicians. And it's like, hey, I did all of this the stuff to feel better, and it's not working. So there must be something wrong with me. And from a trauma-informed perspective it's not what's wrong with me. It's what happened to me. And the pandemic has happened to me. Um, Injustice has happened to me. A political system that is unstable has happened to me. And as a therapist, I now have to, quote, be okay for the person in front of me. And I think we've run out of ways of how to do that on an individual level. I totally agree. And
1: we've placed a lot of blame on ourselves for things that has, that has happened in the past year, year and a half, um, taking care of others, taking on others' trauma and fears and uncertainty and, and any other struggles, where do we come in? And so that's what this group is going to focus on. We're coming in right now, we're here to support you. Um, and I wanted to learn more, Devona, about how you became interested in vicarious trauma.
0: Yeah. um, Years ago, first I was volunteering at a rape crisis center. I was a volunteer medical advocate who would meet survivors of sexual assault in the emergency room and kind of walk them through that process. But after doing that a year, I became a trauma therapist for people who are survivors of sexual assault. And I was just working. It took me a second to realize, holy crap, I've got my own survivorship history. Can I freaking do this? And uh, the organization I was working for gave everyone a book called Trauma Stewardship. And I actually read it cover to cover. And it was like so transformative for how I could take care of myself going in to working with rape survivors that I built a whole training around it. Um, And I've probably presented to hundreds of volunteers and clinicians and helpers within um, the anti-sexual violence community here in Chicago. And then in Illinois, with the Illinois Coalition Against Sexual Assault, I've also done a related and similar training at the Battered Women's Network. And every time I would do the training, I would learn something about myself that vicarious trauma is a reality, it's not something we can avoid. And if we know it's coming, it's like putting on a winter coat in a Chicago winter, you don't have to know the exact temperature, but you know, it's going to be cold. So you're prepared for it. So it's become a passion of mine to make sure whether it's rape trauma, but any type of trauma or working with um, clients, that we're prepared for the fact that we're going to be affected. And we need to proactively take initiative on what we do with that vicarious trauma so that it doesn't become burnout. It doesn't become um, compassion fatigue or uh, secondary traumatic stress.
1: Wow, that's I love the impact that you've made and on your clients and your students and those around you and learning more about the vicarious trauma. Um, how has your self-care routine been through teaching and learning more about vicarious trauma
0: well like any process it ebbs and flows and I'm happy to report more often than not I've had great self-care but I've had moments where even though I knew better I wasn't taking the best care of myself um yeah I try to eat every day I try to eat at least once every five hours uh I am sure to get doctor's appointments and all of that that stuff, that has gotten better since I wasn't doing that and I wasn't eating properly. And I ended up like not being able to walk for three days where I was ignoring being sick, like having a cold. And my immune system basically said, okay, if you're not going to stop, we'll just turn it up a notch. And my own immune system attacked my spine. And that's what stopped me from walking. Doctors couldn't find anything that caused it All I had to go on is the fact that, hey, I work in trauma and I'm not eating, I'm not exercising. So since that time in 2018, there are certain things that I have to do every day, having a routine. And that lets me know, okay, I'm doing all right. And when I don't feel so great because this is hard work, I am the queen of drawing a line through my calendar and I am taking today and tomorrow off somebody said to me, you're taking a vacation at the end of September? Yeah, because I noticed at the beginning of September, I'm really tired and I've got to interrupt this process. So that's what I tell other people, however you do it, whether it's time off or you know, breakfast every day or coffee and water, that's what I do. Um, whatever you do, you have to interrupt this process so that we're just not going and going, taking on people's trauma and running ourselves into the ground. Does that answer your question?
1: Yes. And I I love what you said that now you're drawing a line for your own self. And it's so difficult. And I, I've experienced it as well. It's so difficult to draw that line because we just want to help. We want to be there for people. And sometimes we may not even notice when enough is enough until, well, those burnout symptoms come and, and we realize, okay, there's both emotional, mental and, and physical impact that's left on me. So Through this group that we want to bring about and share with you, um, we will also be learning about trauma. How does that leave impacts on your mind and body? Mind-body connection is so important to understand. And, you know, as I was talking about my yoga teaching and meditative practices, we're going to include the concept of mindfulness, which is a concept that we hear on a daily basis – but it is also a practice that is one of the most difficult practices to do because we maybe don't take the time for it. One, two, we may not understand it. Three, we just don't care about it because we are so busy trying to help others and be there for others. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: so learning about the concept of mindfulness is how do we become aware of the present moment? How do we just sit and be? Without letting the stress affect us or thoughts coming into our minds and saying, you need to go help this person now. How do we just allow ourselves to be in the present moment and recognize those feelings and emotions and those thoughts
0: that come through? I think the noticing, we've got that because we do that every day. It's the letting go of the negative judgment, negative and positive judgment, but the judgment in particular, because we'll have the thoughts and the people and the clients, but it's the <gasps> I should be doing this. And we should all over ourselves.
1: Right. And we don't want to be shitting all over ourselves, which is (laughs) nothing about that. Sounds good. (laughs) Nothing about that. Sounds good. It sounds exhausting. It sounds like a big mess that you have to clean up. And sure. Sometimes those messes we have to clean up and, and, you know, we, we do it, but there's other times where we cannot do it because we, we are reaching a level of of exhaustion. Um, Mm -hmm. So mindfulness, you know, I think a lot of people think about mindfulness, hmm, like relaxation, but it's not always concerned with relaxation. The focus is more on increasing that awareness of the thoughts and feelings and actions that hinder our progress and our own healing process. I was reading a book, The Happiness Trap, which I'm sure many helping professionals have heard before, but it talked about... Things that are within our control and things that are out of our control. And the only two things that we really have control over are our actions and where our attention goes. And so mindfulness comes into that. And, you know, mindfulness is recognizing where we are, what we're doing with openness, acceptance, and non-judgment. So when we're able, when we're better able to do that, we start to engage in different aspects of ourselves learning how to tweak our language choosing how to respond to ourselves and what our body is telling us because our body is the biggest signal in letting us know what is going on and you know we tend to ignore it because we just want to keep going but you know when is enough when is enough enough for
0: you right and i don't want enough to be where i'm laid out and i can't do anything else i'd rather be able to Like you said, be aware of what's happening within me. Listen to my body and say, oh, that is a sign that now it's time to turn off instead of being turned off or being rendered ineffective. So it makes me really excited about this group. Uh, When is it starting? So our
1: group will be starting in March, actually next month, um, month. which is next week. Um, So it will be 90 minutes. And we are are accepting mental health professionals who just want to be part of our community and our group to get that support, to learn more about trauma, our inner experiences, our inner world, how that affects our external world, and learning various
0: self-care routines to add in your daily life. Now, Alex, um, granted, I do know these answers, but I'm asking for the benefit of our audience. um, Do I have to be a licensed mental health professional to participate? No, you
1: don't have to be a licensed mental health professional to participate.
0: So anybody who really wants to become more aware of themselves and who acknowledge that maybe they are doing hard work on behalf of other people, any helper can sign up.
1: Yes, any helper can sign up. Um, If you feel stressed, if you feel anxious, anything that comes through to you and you feel that you need to learn more about how to take better care of yourself. We encourage you to join
0: this group. Yeah. And people can email me at devona, that's D-E-V-O-N-A, at millenniumhope.com. Or can they also email you, Alex?
1: Yes, they can email me at um, alexandra at millenniumhope.com as well.
0: And uh, we appreciate anybody who wants to sign up and participate. We will welcome you with open arms and we will all learn together. So I hope to see you in the group. If not, we will see you at the next edition of the the millennium counseling center podcast have a great day and take care of yourselves
1: See you all there
0: thank you for listening to the millennium counseling center podcast where hope is yours it's time to soar continue along your journey of healing hope and recovery with us next week if you want to learn more about mental health recovery or if you just need someone to talk to send us a message on instagram or fill out the contact form on our website at millenniumhope.com. We are here to talk.